Lord Jesus, by your word, teach us to pray. May we learn anew what it is to come to your Father and our Father in prayer. Amen. I invite you to be seated this morning. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And so begins perhaps the best known and beloved prayer in the English language. And we're going to spend these weeks of Lent investing ourselves in this prayer, digging into this prayer, praying this prayer, living on this prayer, a prayer that some know well and treasure like an old friend, while others may be new to it or perhaps even indifferent. Regardless, it's a compelling prayer that here in Luke's gospel, in a shortened form, Jesus teaches his friends to pray. And they've been praying ever since. I'm sure many of you can remember learning it as a child, perhaps for confirmation or with your parents before you went to bed. Or perhaps you've prayed it in a crisis, the only words available to your lips a sliver of light when your world went dark. What is it about this prayer that makes it so compelling? Why has it captured the imagination of Christians for generations upon generations? In Luke's Gospel here in chapter 11, When the disciples come to Jesus and ask him to teach them how to pray, we have the only instance in all of the Gospels of a request to learn how to pray. So we should pay attention. In the Lord's Prayer, as it comes to us in the Gospels and in our liturgy, we hear an invocation, an address, a naming, our Father in heaven. And then we hear the first petition of the prayer. Hallowed be your name. In this, Jesus is teaching us the pattern of prayer, how to pray. Who it is to whom we pray and who we are in the praying. Our Father would not have been a common address to God. Of the half-million Hebrew words in the Old Testament, the name Father for God only appears 15 times. Much less does it appear in direct prayer or address to God. But here in Luke's Gospel alone, Jesus calls God Father some 65 times. Something has changed. The naming of God as Father or an Aramaic Abba would have sounded so intimate so as to be shocking to the ears of those listening to Jesus. Now we need to be clear. It's not as if Jesus is saying that God is a man. Though to some popular imaginations this is what is going on and so for some to hear this is difficult. But the theological tradition from Israel and the rabbis through the church is crystal clear here. God is not bodied, 
God is not gendered. God is not creature. God is creator and maker. The point of the name and image father is not or ever was that God is male. Rather, the point of the image and name is relationship. There is an astonishing and heart-stirring intimacy that Jesus enjoys with the Holy One who has rescued and saved Israel. Jesus calls God Abba. And because he does, we are invited by Jesus to speak to God with the same intimate name, with the same closeness, naming a God who draws close a God who comes near, a God who enters relationship, a coming to the Father on the coattails of Jesus, tagalongs with Jesus. This is what Jesus tells us when he invites us to pray with him, to our Father. It's what St. Paul picks up on in his letter to the Galatians, when he tells the believers in Galatia that in Jesus we receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba. We are invited to pray to the God of the universe, the source of all that is, the only God who alone is life and love, and we are invited to speak to God as children to a parent. To pray, not to some detached and disinterested deity whose ear we have to bend, but to pray with Jesus, with Jesus the Son in whom we are made children, to the Father who is closer to you than you are to yourself. This is the God to whom we pray, the God who comes close, close not just to you and to me, but to all of creation, to all of history, to all places and times, to all people. This God has signed the adoption papers of each and every one. This is the God to whom we pray, and this is who we are in prayer. God is maker and father of all. We are each of us God's children by adoption and grace, praying along with Jesus. And as God's children, we pray and ask God, hallowed be your name. This petition is a request that the God whose name we pray would make that name known and radiant for the world to see. It is to ask God to keep God's name, God's action as the Holy One, to keep it on display before the eyes of the world. There's an ancient prayer of benediction in which the service of synagogue would end. Exalted and hallowed be his great name in all the world. And it is a prayer of benediction because we move out of worship as the children of this God who are integral to the hallowing of God's name.
We are those who put God's holy name on display for the world. This is how God hallows God's name. God's love is known in action, in redemption, in reconciliation. And this is why we do a lot of the things we do as the people of Jesus. This is why we host out of the cold here at All Saints Kingsway. This is why we visit the sick and the dying. This is why we welcome those seeking refuge from violence and war. This is why we love whomever comes through our doors, why we care for those across the city through faith works, why we care for our neighbors with Stonegate Ministries. This is why we love our enemies and we pray for those who wrong us. We do so because we believe that we have been made brothers and sisters of all people. This is why we pass the peace of Jesus before we partake in his holy meal, because we are each of us children of a holy and hallowed God. And God's holiness is on display in our worship and in our ministry, in our love and care of each and all. Simply because this is how Jesus taught us to pray. The ancient church had a saying, Lex orandi, lex credendi. It simply means, as we pray, so we believe. And as we pray, so we are. We pray as children, with Jesus the Son, to the holy and life-giving Father. And as we pray, so we become. As we pray, You are God's beloved child. No matter who you are, no matter what you've been told otherwise, no matter how you feel otherwise, no matter who you think you might be otherwise, you are a child of the living, holy, and hallowed God, along with me, along with the people beside you, along with each and every one you meet. That is your lot, and it is mine. So, dear friends, brothers and sisters, to be a follower of Jesus is to be a person of prayer, but not just any prayer. It is to be a people of a prayer that begins in the intimacy of relationship. Relationship with the God of all. It is to ask God to make God's name holy in all the world. And to pray like this is to enter into relationship with the God who has claimed each of us by adoption, making us not only beloved children of the Father, but brothers and sisters with each other. To pray as Jesus prays and to follow Jesus into the world is to be invited into a whole new way of living. So this Lenten season, let us together learn anew what it means to pray the Our Father, to live it out and to put God's holiness on display for the world. 
I encourage you to come out Tuesday nights as we gather for a meal and as we dig deeper in conversation around this wonderful prayer that Jesus invites us to pray along with him. Teach us to pray even now, O Lord. Amen.